Welcome to a special edition video today. It is June 2nd, 2023. I wanted to follow up with something I did today that I actually forgot to include. I think it's a really important, quick little video I want to do to encapsulate something that I think is incredibly important. And it has to do with parents, children, the trans transgender movement and how the children seem to be not just the focus of children, but how this is affecting the dynamic between parents and their children and parents and the state and parents and the schools and how this is alarmingly driving forward in a way that creates a situation where parents have no ability to even stand up and ask questions about what's going on with their children while they're in the state controlled schooling system. It's very concerning. So I want to start off with something that I was going to play a moment ago in this video that I think is one of the most alarming videos I think I've seen in a really long time. Now, this, this is a woman who is speaking in a public, in a political forum about what happened, what happened with her to who, excuse me, to her when she tried to ask questions about the curriculum for her children. And not only the way that she, that she didn't get any answers about that, but that they, that they, per, they acted like she was being, that she was the persecutor simply for asking what was going on. Because I argue that there's a, there's a weird momentum today where even people that may not have what you would argue is the nefarious agenda, they just buy into what is, in my opinion, a nefarious agenda for whatever reason, believe that when people ask, sort of like with the vaccine conversation, where people ask, you know, what's in the injection? And they go, oh, here's another one of those people. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they just genuinely care what's inside of it. And they're going to take it anyway. Or maybe they are asking because they're one of those people, whatever you think that means. But you know this is happening today. Doctors are now kicking people out of their offices for asking for second opinions, which is completely counter to the entire situation. Now we have parents who are simply going, well, what's in the curriculum? And you have parents, or excuse me, teachers, teachers, you know, school boards who act like that's a problem, that they feel threatened because in their minds, some people, I would argue, think, oh, well, she's going to go after the trans community. And that's what this is really about. Maybe. Or maybe she just wants to know what's in the curriculum. All assumption. The problem is the state, the agenda is completely siding with those people because that is working for where this is all really going. Now, that's a secondary conversation for this video today, where it's all really going. I have plenty of work on where I think this is connecting to the larger agendas. But let's just focus on this one small point. This video is unnerving. My name is Nicole Solis, and I am a mother from Rhode Island who was sued by the teachers union simply because I wanted to know what my kindergartner would be learning in school. And here's how this happened. I asked to see the curriculum, and my school told me I had to submit a public records request. The curriculum wasn't posted online, and it wasn't available in a school district. Then I asked them if they were teaching gender theory, and they told me that they don't call children boys and girls, and they embed the values of gender identity into every classroom, including kindergarten, and they didn't want to answer any of my questions further. They told me that they would communicate with me only through public records requests, and that is the only way I could get my questions answered. And when I did submit the public records request that they told me to submit, and I submitted hundreds because I had hundreds of questions, my school board then put my name on the agenda of a public school board meeting and held a public school board meeting to discuss suing me for submitting the request that they told me to submit. In a five hour long school board meeting, they openly debated my moral character, my political motivations. They said that I was causing chaos, wreaking havoc, harming the district, harming children. One school board member even said she felt unsafe and started to cry. 
because as you see, I'm really scary standing here <laughs> right now. And they really just tarred and feathered me for asking questions. And they had never met me before, and this was the first school board meeting that I had ever been to in my life. They wanted to send a message to other parents that if you ask questions, they will come after you. Well, at the end of this meeting, they decided that they, they wouldn't sue me for asking questions because they never intended on actually suing me. They just wanted to publicly humiliate me in a school board meeting that was a show trial. And when that happened, then the teachers union, the largest teachers union in the country, the NEA, did file a lawsuit against me to bully me and harass me with frivolous litigation and to send a message to other parents that if you ask questions about public education, they will come after you. Wow. As I said, this is one of the most clear examples of how this entire movement has been weaponized. Now, to be clear, I am discussing the trans movement in this point, but it goes big. It's larger than that. We see these same tenets of the same psychological operation manipulation in a lot of other areas. We saw it with the vaccination, unvaxxed versus vaxxed, and how we are the enemy and how we're putting people's lives. And the, the, the facts on the table today show you the exact opposite. But it didn't matter, did it? It wasn't about the facts. It was about control. You become the persecutor the moment you even ask questions, just like with the other conversations. This is dangerous, and it feels a bit like a runaway train of a political agenda. This needs to stop. Now, what I mean by that is that the train is that I, I, we've seen this get like my point, first of all, is that I don't they don't care about that. It's not like they planned it to be safe and, and, and not affect your lives. And then it went out of control. I don't think that's even the case. I don't think they care. I think we've seen this in every possible facet, whether foreign policy, medical, anything. The agenda is what's important. And whatever maximizes the agenda, they, this is what they do directly at your expense. But what I mean by runaway train is that you, you, know, you have a narrative, you have an agenda, which is that you, know, you can, again, getting into the, the absurdity of saying from every academic high-level conversation regarding the trans movement, it's well, gender dysphoria. Right? They have a disorder, and we're treating that disorder. Except the entire movement has completely moved past that. No, 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 we can do what we want. We can be what we want. I can wake up tomorrow and be a man, and the next day I can be a woman. And you're teaching kids that. You're teaching kids, and of course, that, that would be one thing, except that leads to puberty blockers, hormone treatments, invasive surgeries, all of which have potentially fatal and infertility risks, and way more than that, which I get into in depth in my recent show, The Dark and Surreptitious Agenda Driving the Transgender Movement, as I've made impossibly clear. Does not mean every trans person is doing this. Doesn't mean every trans person is involved with this. It doesn't mean anything other than the movement, like every other co-opted, lying, dishonest movement, is being used against us. There's a lot of trans people that are speaking out about this, just like you have a lot of people in any one of these groups that are speaking out and saying, that doesn't represent me. Even though if you, if those very same people are then being attacked as anti-trans, even as they're trans. That's also happening. It's, it's, ha this, this, it's the same thing we see in every other conversation. This is a political manipulation that I argue has really nothing even to do with transgender or sexual identity. It's about a means to an end for a larger agenda, again, which we're not going to even get into today. The bigger point, though, is that this is real. Janet Street Porter, thinking of children as state assets may be the way forward. I'm going to get into who that is. This is the way they see this. Now, even if you think that's for an honest, good intentions because they want to help children and make sure they're safe, which is what she's arguing, it doesn't matter because what we're seeing is how that translates to action, which is that you don't have a right to step in. 
that, it, you know, whether they say it's for the best interest of the child and all we want to do is make sure that they have all the things they need. The point is when parents step in and, and seemingly, even if it's just the perception of the people on the other side, countering what they want to do, you are now the enemy. We saw this during the mass conversation where they said the parents were threatening and being violent and calling them domestic terrorists, calling them misogynistic, calling them right wing conspiracy theorists because they were saying the truth, not my opinion. What has now come to pass as the truth, according to all the metrics they set out, the peer reviewed science, the observational information, the everything. And here we are. She's persecuted for it. The person on the record crying and saying that they feel threatened. I'm not going to say they don't actually feel threatened. It wouldn't surprise me if they do. They're threatened by mean words. The problem, though, is that whether or not they're honest about that, and I promise you some of them are abusing that, man or woman, to pretend that what you're doing is threatening because that's a trump card. You're done. People are too afraid to stand up and be like, that's not true, because then you become the focus. You become canceled. The problem is people care about that. That's why I've built what I'm doing in a way that doesn't matter. <laughs> Try and cancel me. See how that works out. This is alarming. And at the end of the day, what we're seeing is children focused on in a way that is unnerving. Why you are talking about sexual identity to a child is beyond me. That's not the same thing as sexual education in an, in an anatomy sense. This is about sexual pleasure. This is about sexual positions. This is about anal sex. It's about fellatio. It's about masturbation. All of these things are not supposed to be on the table when we're talking to children. And that's when they then say, no, 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 it's just about identity. No, it's not. It is about sexual identity. And children who have not gone through puberty don't understand that. And yet you argue that they somehow know what they're going to be. Maybe. Certainly something we can discuss, but that's not how we then jump to go, well, we'll just give you dangerous chemicals in the meantime until we figure this out. That's not about equality, identity. That is an agenda, and it's alarming, whether it's profit or something worse. Janet Street Porter, who wrote that article, writes, when I said in the indie that children should be regarded as state assets, of course, I don't mean the state owns them. The state should invest in the next generation instead of penny pinching. To all the trolls, try reading the whole column before wasting your time trashing me. That was 2020, mind you. British journalist, independent, UK. Well, she said independent, so we'll look there. But I checked all the rest of them, too. What's funny to me is that when you look for it, oh, it's the same one, it's not there. <laughs> so all, to all her screeching about, try reading it first, it looks like it's pretty much impossible to find. Whether I put quotes in it or not, whether I read the general mail online page and search for it or directly from her own page, I don't find it. Neither on the independent or any of the ones that she says that's where they were. I searched in the search bar, nothing. I'm sure you could find it somewhere, but clearly it's not just easily accessible. I checked the Evening Standard, checked all of them. I even just searched for it online, in quotes specifically. And what do you know? Nowhere. Despite the places, places posting this image that she criticizes, saying you, can't, you didn't even read it, but guess what? It doesn't even seem to be there. I wonder why. Whether Brave, Google, doesn't matter. Here's an interesting point. Janet Street Porter, who wrote that article, reveals her ordeal of having a $25 backstreet abortion on a stranger's kitchen table at 16. I'll let that speak for itself. Here, apologies, apologizes for Nazi comparison. Comment on Loose Woman, which is a show that they run. It's just, it's just the kind of people we're talking about, in my opinion. 2015, Janet Street Porter wants to ban children from restaurants. Like, so you, this is the person telling you that they need to be assets of the state. That's concerning. 
Well, to end in general, because I want this to be a quick video, we've talked about this a lot. This is not about people making choices in their lives or Whoopi Goldberg ignorantly pretending like we're trying to stop her from going to drag shows. It is about the focus of children, the idea that we have young kids in front of sexual content. They will love to bend that into me, meaning I hate trans people. I, I don't care if it's a woman, a trans person, or whatever you want to call it. If it is sexual content, it is not appropriate for children. I don't care what you think is going on or what narrative you bent this into. Here we have Disney going all LGBTQ pride messaging on their theme parks to children. Now, again, my point is not that L the, the idea of Pride Month is the, is the problem now, but it is in the inclusion of the focus and what this is now being pushed. The idea that, well, what this is now saying, not that you equality, it's about saying you can do what you want. Talk to your local doctor without your parents' consent about puberty blockers, because now in the UK, they're telling them you don't even have to have your parents' permission. That's what this is leading to right now. Not that the flag itself is inherently the problem, except for now also that flag is now including image colors that are provably tied back to a flag that was for minor attracted persons. 2009, that's where that flag was created. And it was put forward by one of the flags voted on, picked by the community to be the flag for minor attracted persons. Now they just claim that's the trans colors. Which why that, Why would they need three different colors for trans? Because that doesn't make sense, because technically you should argue that's one group, which is what they say. You see the point? Overall, it's very obvious to me that this is more than that. Now, of course, they will make this about me secretly hating trans or hating gay people, which is so obviously not the truth. Just like when I say Israel killed people, they go, you hate Jews. No, <laughs> you go ahead and play that game all you want because people aren't buying it anymore. This was the, oh, there's a bunch of, I was, I'm just in your time, going to skip it. There's a few other examples I could make in the thread, but here's one of them. The Lego Group, the world's largest toy company, you know, for children, are promoting identity politics. With there's your colors right there, specific, almost promoting the specific colors. Gender ideology. It's not gender ideology, guys. This is sexual ideology. It is sexual identity. There's no way around that. So if you want to know more about this, and the reality that they don't really care about what's going on in this movement, about the fact that there are provable examples of people in you know, dual-use bathrooms that are being abused, people caught on camera masturbating as dressed as a woman but with a penis in front of children, or the YMCA very clearly telling children, young girls that are in a shower with grown men that call themselves women that actually still have full penises, that they're bigots for pointing it out. We're in a world now where you have a seven-year-old girl who is traumatized by seeing a grown man's penis right in front of her in a shower that she didn't expect because nobody warned anybody. And when they go, that's wrong, you're a bad person. That's the problem. I'm not saying that means everybody any, in any other, that doesn't mean anything other than that one point. And that one point is happening to some degree and is possible. End of conversation. Feel free to make this about how I hate everything because the proof is obviously there. My work speaks for itself. This is about something far darker. And we can't talk about this without including the general conversation about what's really going on here and how people that may have good intentions, whether or not you think what they're doing is, is mental illness or some kind of sexual proclivity, that's for you to decide your personal choice. But I do think people in this movement, not all of them, and I can prove that, are part of what this is. That's an important distinction. But it needs to stop. Because it is a problem, the movement itself and where it's focusing. Thank you for tuning in today, guys. As always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant.